Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. We read all the books. I mean, we really did. But even if you read all the books, you're just never quite prepared. And every, every child is so different and they you know, they're going to follow some of the norms, but they may not follow some of the norms, you know? And I just remember feeling so inadequate. And in that, whenever we feel inadequate, that's when we can get real scratchy with people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And especially with the people that we love the most that we're closest to. I'm excited about this particular season. I'm excited about every season of marriage because every season of marriage with the love of my life by my side (laughs) is an adventure. And I love every minute. But this season, the season of young kids, and we're kind of talking like zero to 10, I guess, or zero to 12, because we're going to have teenage kids next week. Um, This is a season that we've been in for a long time. We've had at least one child in that window for a very long time because we had our first kid uh, almost 18 years ago. He's a senior now in high school, getting ready to graduate and leave the nest. And then we also have a second grader, right? So like we've got We've got the full spectrum. So for the last nearly 18 years, we've had at least one kid that's pretty small, just the way we spaced them out. And there are a lot of lessons we can learn from this. I'm super excited about next Monday's episode because we're interviewing our illustrious producer, Eric Randall, his amazing wife, Michaela, and their precious, maybe the world's cutest baby girl, Rhea, might also make an appearance. So especially for (laughs) the YouTube audience you're going to want to you tune in. You want to see this beautiful baby. It's, She's so British. It is too much cuteness. In fact, I want to spend the rest of this episode just talking about how cute Raya is as a preview for next week. <laughs> so there might might not be a lot of marriage insights you get, but it's her, it's her cheeks and it's her little she, smile. Her eyes. And she's so cute. I know. Oh, um, but we'll, we miss that stage. We, we really I do. Can. I miss that stage. <clears throat> I, I miss that stage. But the young kid stage, there's a lot of good. But it can also be exhausting. It can be hard on your marriage. It can be hard. Really and hard on your marriage. In fact, um, according to some surveys, the really young kid phase of marriage, like, you know, zero to five, I would say, um, many couples mark as the time where there's the least amount of marital satisfaction. I mean, I totally get it. Because they're exhausted. You're just tired. Yeah. Exactly. And guys, excuse my voice. I'm drinking a medicine ball tea here. If you're on YouTube, you see it. In my amazing XO mug, check out XO XO Press Coffee Shop in our new building as soon as it is open. You'll want to get it. In the marriage capital of the world. That's right. South South Lake, Lake, Texas. Texas. Come to the new headquarters. It will blow your mind. It will blow your mind. And you can get one of these things. But um, I'm, I'm just under the weather a little bit. So excuse my voice. 
um, what was I saying? So yes, it is a hard season uh, for your marriage because I think it's like all hands on deck, you know, even if you just have one baby, just the fact of uh, like adjusting to one baby. I just remember that being honestly, for me personally, some will disagree with me on this. I think going from zero children to one child was the hardest on us because it was like our, we were the first in our families. We're both the oldest in our family, first to have children, hadn't really been around a lot of kids. I nannied some elementary schoolers uh, before we got engaged, but that's really all the experience I had with kids. I hadn't really been around babies, neither had you. So we were literally like the blind leading the blind. I mean, I read Baby Wise, which is like, you guys are probably like, that's an ancient book, but like back It was written on stone day, tablets when yeah, we, I we know. read it. Back in my day, it was how you got your babies to sleep and the feeding schedule and all that. And I know there's much more to all that these days, but uh, we read all the books. I mean, we really did. But even if you read all the books, you're just never quite prepared. And every, every child is so different and they, you know, they're going to follow some of the norms, but they may not follow some of the norms, you know? And I just remember feeling so inadequate. And in that, whenever we feel inadequate, that's when we can get real scratchy with people. Okay. Mm -hmm. And especially with the people that we love the most that we're closest to. And I just remember trying to navigate, you know, having one baby and then very soon after having another baby, like we had our first two very close together. We, we just were like knee deep in literal, literal poop. Okay. Yeah. I said poop. poop. And just, just the, you know, some of the gross stuff that you deal with with babies and just trying to oh, navigate yeah. smells, breastfeeding and breastfeeding is spit hard. Up, spit up smell spit is worse disgusting. than poop smell. It's like, yes, no, it really is. It's nasty. And, and poor Dave, like you've had several, you had a, several moments of like, like you're bouncing the baby and then all of a sudden. Right. Are you even a parent until that happens? True. Though? I mean, that's just, it's love. And it's, it it's is. a picture of God's love for us. He's this perfect father <laughs> just holding us and, you know, and we just yak on him and he loves us. Oh my and gosh. He does. He loves he us. He still loves us. He still loves us. And I do think it gives you perspective being a parent, but I just remember us just being so exhausted and it's really hard to find time for a date night. And I remember, you know, we moved in the midst of this. I was eight months pregnant when we moved for the first time as, as our little family. We moved from Kentucky to Georgia and not knowing a soul, literally did not know a person. I had to get a new OBGYN because I'm getting ready to give birth. I had to, we had to find babysitters. That was something Dave was very much like, we have no family here. We don't know a soul. We're going to, we're going to be proactive about finding babysitters because we want to prioritize our marriage and have a regular date night. And, um, but it was hard. It wasn't easy. And, and you just, you know, we all do it. Like we, 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 we get through it, but I do think there's some things we learned in that season that we can hopefully help, you know, those of you who are in the midst of that in this season, kind of, I don't know, some, some that we learned by trial and error, right, sweetie? A lot that we learned by <laughs> trial and error. I mean, by the time the, the fourth one got here, it's a totally different experience. Totally. Yes. So if you just keep having children, <laughs> you'll, you'll learn a lot. Like that's the you thing. Will. I mean, if we had four more, I think by number eight, we would really have this parent thing down. We might. I don't know. We might. (laughs) So some of the lessons as it relates to your marriage, especially, um, so it's not just the parenting lessons, but really all of these seasons of marriage talks is like, how do you keep your marriage strong in the season? And I think, like I said at, at the beginning, this is maybe the most difficult season in keeping your marriage strong. But every season has, again, unique blessings and unique opportunities, but also unique challenges. Some of the challenges of the young kids season is uh, like we've already talked about exhaustion, just being out of, out of rhythm and your life having a massive adjustment and every part of life has to adjust massively. And 
how to support each other in that. Because mm-hmm. what can happen that can drive a couple apart during the young kid season is that you both, just in an attempt to get everything done, you just divide up who does what, and it very quickly becomes like his stuff and her stuff. Yeah. And like she does this, 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 and this, and then, you know, he does this, and, he, you know, he's maybe the breadwinner in that season, and he's going to go off to work, and he's going to do that, and he's doing his thing, she's doing her thing, and then it puts you guys on a path where you feel like you're running parallel to each other instead of really running yeah. in sync to each other. And then also there can be some resentment there when you start keeping score, like, well, what I'm doing is harder than what he's doing or what I'm doing is harder than what she's doing or I'm, I'm doing more or I shouldn't have to do that because I'm already doing this over here instead of both people having the attitude of like, I just want to do whatever it takes. And I want to serve. To serve my yeah. spouse, make life easier for my spouse. But when we're, because we're all selfish by nature, and when we get exhausted and feel like, um, you know, we we're doing more, it just makes us feel prickly and everything else. And you just you can't keep score. You have to just you have to just dive in and serve because mm-hmm. chances are both of you are working really hard. Inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this. So I remember kind of in those early years of raising kids, I, uh, Dave and I like really early in our marriage, both decided that we wanted 
me, if at all possible, we wanted me to stay at home for at least a season. We had both been raised by stay-at-home mothers who also worked in and out. You know, they would come sure, in and out yeah. of staying at home. And um, and we just, we, we really thought that was so beautiful if you can do it. I know a lot of people can't financially swing that, but at the time we were like, let's Let's just make sure that financially we can get ourselves in a position to where we don't get dependent on my income. I taught before we actually had children. And so we didn't depend on my income and, and made sure that we could be a one income home, at least for a season. And so we, we dove into that. But where we were living at the time when we had our first child, there was literally no stay-at-home moms around. Do you remember this, sweetie? Oh, yeah. I mean, were, all my friends alone. worked full-time. Um, you know, I had my, my mom, you know, who I could go hang out with, but I, I just didn't have any other stay at home moms in the same season of life. Very isolating. And then when I would be in groups with other kids, like later in the day and the moms would say, Oh, well, what do you do? And then I felt like, I'm I'm just being very honest. I think a lot of stay at home moms go through this and I I would feel inadequate just saying I'm staying at home with my child, knowing that this is a full-time job in and of itself. Um, and I just felt a little bit like I'm not seen here and I have no one that I kind of can relate to and they can't relate to me. And, um, and I just, you know, to be very honest too, I was just in a vulnerable state where I just, I didn't quite know my identity as a mom and as a wife in that season, I was kind of trying to find my footing and, and whenever you're trying to find your footing too, we can get, you know, kind of in a mood towards our spouse. And I remember there was just a lot that we talked through in that season. And Dave was so affirming and he would say, listen, we both said this is what we feel called to in this season. But if you want to work, I mean, I support you working. Or if you want to get a part-time job or do something from home, I support you. I want you to feel at your best. And I want to. I want us to be in this together. I don't want you to feel like this is all falling on you and that you're just lonely. And um, and it, it just it, it was so refreshing to me to hear that. And I I really over time, you know, especially when we moved, I found more people in, in Georgia, just in our community, who who were either you know worked part-time or stayed at home. And I think that helped, you know, just having a little tribe, so to speak. But, um, you know, and just having other people I could get with and have little play dates with. And that really helped. And also, I think I probably could have done a better job even living in Kentucky and looking for play groups. But at the time, I just didn't know what I was doing. And I think part of it is just not knowing where to turn. Like, I didn't know the community sitters and YMCAs had groups like this that they every week would have people meet with. And I didn't know that till kind of later on. A lot of it's just... I don't know, hindsight is 2020. And, uh, and so like my, my suggestion to any of you stay at home moms or even stay at home dads who are watching or listening to this, try to find your people. Like, I mean, obviously your people are your family, you know, that that's a given and that needs to be like your closest people, but being at home, it it can be isolating at times. And you want to also give your kids, uh, you know, other kids to kind of interact with and have that, um, you know, the social aspect of things. And so look for people that you can hang out with and, and something to look forward to every week to where you have those, those spots in your week where you're going to engage with other parents and really, you know, kind of have that, um, solidarity. Cause I think that's what I was really looking for. And for a while I, I couldn't find it. Nobody was like mean to me or anything. And I'm not, I'm not trying to act like I'm some kind of victim because it truly it was a privilege and an honor to be able to stay at home during that season. Oh, yeah. It absolutely was 100%. And, um, but I just want to recognize those who are doing it because it is hard. You guys, I've done both. I've worked full time with small children. I have worked part time with small children. I've stayed at home with small children and I'm telling you all of them, all of them are super hard. Yeah, for I mean, sure. It's not, there's a, not an easy walk through this. You guys, I mean, it, it is hard stuff yeah. for different reasons. You, you moms rock and dads. And dads. I mean, I mean, yeah, everybody, too. it takes all of us. And so support, just support each other in that. Yeah. And for those who are choosing to, to stay at home, 
be affirmed in the sacredness of that. One, well, my very favorite Christian writer, a guy named C.S. Lewis, he has this quote, and I'll probably butcher it, but he said something to the effect of, the homemaker is the most important profession. In fact, all other professions exist to support that profession. And I love that. That was profound to me because I thought, yeah, that's it. I mean, the, the, the sacred work of, of raising young children and being available to them, um, it's, it's so, so important. And, but be, you know, be open to helping your spouse be at their best because some, sometimes maybe, maybe you have a spouse where, you know, you feel like, oh, well, I, I had a stay at home mom. And so, you know, you, you might to expect your wife, I want you to stay at home. She might not have any desire to do that right. and to, or be wired for to it. Pressure yeah. her into that yeah. could create a lot of animosity and, and tension. And you have to help each other to really thrive and be at their best. And don't squeeze your spouse into a mold yes. that you've created that comes from your own preference or your own past, but instead together talk about, you know, what's this going to look like for us? And and it's trial and error. Like Ashley said, you know, there were seasons she was at home completely. Others that we just desperately needed some additional income because we were broke. Um, and she was so resourceful. You know, she was just, I called her my eBay because there was a time where she would like buy stuff and resell it on eBay. And she was always looking for ways to just use her creativity to be resourceful. She started an interior design business because she's a a great interior designer. She could have her own HGTV show. She's that good. Um, I don't know about that. She would, very sweet. she would help other people do it, do design work for them. And it, it allowed her to flex some of those creative muscles um, and get her out in, into the workplace a little bit and building relationships. And it also generated some income, which we really needed. And it gave me some time to be alone with the kids, uh, which is important too. Like it shouldn't yeah. be one spouse that's always getting all the one-on-one time with the kids. You've right. got to, you got to have balance there, but then you also have to make sure again, coming back to marriage, cause it is the naked marriage podcast after all <laughs> that you get into a rhythm where you don't put your marriage on hold. I think one of the biggest mistakes that couples make in this season, the oh, young yeah. kids season is they just, without saying this out loud, maybe, but they sort of come to this agreement that we're going to put our marriage on hold while these kids are little and we're going to just pour into them and it's going to be all about them. And so many couples do this. And then what happens is that kids grow up, you become an empty nester. It's a, it's a moment of crisis because you've lost your whole identity. Your whole oh, yeah. life was wrapped up in raising these kids and you don't know who you are apart from that. And then you look at your spouse and realize, I don't even know you. I'm not even yeah. sure I like you apart from the fact that we were just co-parenting. And there's all this divorce that's happening among empty nesters. It's really, really sad. And so one of the best gifts you can give your kids is the gift of letting them see a thriving marriage. Let them have the security that comes from knowing mom and dad love each other and they like each other and they prioritize a date night. And yeah, your kids will get upset when you have a babysitter come over. Kids get upset. That's what they do. But they'll get more upset when, you know, you're in divorce court someday. So don't get to that point. Support your spouse and prioritize your marriage and whatever it takes, make time together a priority. Even if it's, if all you can afford in this season is putting the kids to bed early and letting them know it's your bedtime. You don't have to go to sleep right yet. You can read a book or whatever else, but it's mom and dad time. And we're going to go to our room. We're going to pop some popcorn. We're going to have some time. And this is our time. And that is so, so important. And let your kids know that's what's going on. Absolutely. I mean, I cannot emphasize that enough. And I just, I remember in those early years of raising kids and even now with, we still have some young children in the home. 
I, I so look forward to date night. Like right now, Mondays, we call them Mondates because they've become Mondays when we go on dates and the kids know it's Mondates, mom, mom and, and dad time. time. And, uh, and we just love that because, you know, it, it, it is something, it's a rhythm of our family, but it's something that we really look forward to, to decompress, to just have fun together, remember why we first fell in love. And I think especially when you have, you know, babies and toddlers and, and even early elementary, sometimes that can be, I know for some of our kids, we have some strong-willed ones where those were, you know, early elementary can be kind of tumultuous because all of a sudden they're in school and they're trying to flex, you know, they're trying to find out who they are and they can be a little difficult and it can be hard on the parents too. But I remember, especially during those times, needing that date night, like needing to, you know, to have that on the calendar, just knowing that's on the calendar and that we have that to look forward to would help us get through hard weeks. And also it would help us to have those conversations we needed to have. Uh, and so definitely, if you're not already doing that, make sure that's happening. So, so important. And guys, like we said, tune in next week because we're going to continue this conversation with Eric Randall and Michaela. <laughs> And we love talking to couples who are who are in in these seasons right now. I mean, we're in it, but they they're like in the trenches. They got like right. a, a, a little one, little precious baby Ray. And so we're gonna we're gonna talk to them. Uh, we so appreciate the work our amazing producer Eric Randall does, who's here right now. That's right. And also our new senior video editor Ty, Taiwan, Taiwan, who's with us. So yes. this team is just awesome. Taiwan's engaged, so he's in the right place. He is. He is. He is getting. Getting all the good it's stuff at XO camp. Marriage. This That's is right. marriage boot camp. <laughs> He's going to be the most prepared husband ever. Um, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Do us a favor. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a review. Um, if you're not connected to us on social media, go to Instagram right now. Go to at Dave and Ashley Willis. We've been putting a lot of great marriage content over there. We'd love for you to be part of that, that aspect of the online community as well. And thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.